what would you say if I said that I could bring them back? I guess I'd say I never thought of that. Well, all right, hold tight. You might want to stand back because one small John is coming intact. St. John forward, spitting out some more words, fully intact. Jacked, ready to rap and attack. Small John on your lawn, living like a gnome. Hit you with my lyrics like a bullet to your dome. Tonight when he comes up here, he's either gonna kill or he's gonna suck. But there's no in between for Mr. John Forward. Welcome to St. John Forward Radio. You should be seeing my face right now, but I've got the banner up. Uh, live every Monday night from 9 till 10 o'clock here on uh, local 107.3 FM. Also, a uh, video going out on uh, John Forward Comedy on Facebook and YouTube. Check that out. The uh, slightly cleaned up audio version comes out at johnforward.podbean.com. Or you can get all the links at johnforward.com. Welcome to the show. Uh, I've got some uh, some stuff coming up that I should uh, that I should tell you about. If in case you want to see me attempt to be funny and do a microphone, unlike whatever this show is, um, this weekend Saturday, one night only, I will be uh, back at Punchlines Comedy Club this Saturday, December third. Probably, I don't know, 8 o'clock, I think, is when it starts. So uh, check that out. The headliner is Scott Falcon Ridge, or Bridge. I'm sorry, I forgot. One of those two. Um, and uh, Arif Hussein, my co-host on uh, Four Story Walk Up, will be, uh, will be hosting. And there's some other guy that I don't know. I don't know if he's coming with Scott or if it's, uh, you know, some superstar that's come from anywhere other than new brunswick um but anyway check that out i uh i think i talked about this a little bit last week i was kind of batting back and forth um what bit that i wanted to do at punchlines there's one that i've been working on that i'm not entirely happy with yet that uh i don't know there's another older bit that I've found a new angle on that I've been working on mixed in with some newer stuff. I, uh, I tried it out. I, uh, I got on last minute at the, uh, canvas show in, uh, in Moncton, which is a weird show in the open air lobby of a hotel. Um, I just did it in October and it didn't go great for anybody involved. Um, but, uh, I think my set went pretty well uh, this uh, last week, so that is uh, seven of the ten minutes that I will be doing at Punchlines. I actually got that one on audio. The previous one that I had taped didn't go well enough for me to want to put it on the radio. Um, this one went pretty good, but uh, I don't... I guess uh, if if I want people to come see me on Saturday at Punchlines, which I'm clearly the main event, um, I don't know if I should uh, double it up. And especially I don't have video of it. It's just audio. But anyway, it's radio. The decision has been made. Maybe I'll play it another time. Um, but uh, anyway, come check that out. 
Uh, no jokes, bard news. That's my show that I've been running since 2014 for the record. Um, not always at McGill's, but that's where we're at now. Uh, the December show is always kind of, uh, up in the air because of, uh, Christmas party season and such. Uh, I could have done it this Saturday, the third, but I'm also at punchlines and, don't want to be competing with myself so uh we're gonna do it on the thursday before christmas on december 23rd so that'll be the special no jokes barred christmas show um i haven't uh i've got a few people that uh that had asked uh last month and i needed to bump that i'll be uh i'll be reaching out to uh there's two new people that were at the uh november show who potentially want to uh, sign up for one in the future, which I don't think I talk about that enough. If you're out there listening and you're thinking, I have got to be funnier than this guy. He does comedy. What? Uh, you could also do it if you like. The steps are, I mean, if you live in St. John or the surrounding areas, typically the policy is come watch a show first, get a feel for the vibe of it, um, I don't know. I, I, th- I think that's good for the new person as a performer to have some sort of context as to what it is, but it also, I find it weeds out a lot of people that, um, if they can't be bothered to even come watch one, generally I'm not interested. Um, so anyway, if you're coming from out of town, that's a whole other thing. I don't expect you to, you know, spend the gas money from Fredericton or Moncton or elsewhere um, to uh, to come watch an open mic. Bonus points if you do. Um, but, uh, you know, if circumstances don't allow, then I, I will make exceptions. Um, but anyway, if you want to sign up, come watch one. Um, and then either uh, talk to me at the show or reach out to me on somewhere, Facebook. Um I've got uh, on johnforward.com. I believe there's a, there's like a form that you can fill out that sends me a message to my email. You can do that if you like. You can also, I guess, if you have stuff that you want me to talk about on this show, I guess you could send it there through johnforward.com. But, uh, if you want to do comedy, hit me up. Always happy to have new people. So potentially assume I didn't, when they asked for this, they didn't have a, I didn't have a date. So, I'll be following up, if not December, maybe January, for some of those uh, new people and also uh, not-so-new people. I'll post once I figure out how many uh, pre-selected people that I have. Um, I'll probably reach out to those people this week. So anyway, no jokes barred. I've also got the dates locked down for January, February, and March. They will be the third Saturday of each of those respective months. You can figure it out. January, that would be the 21st. February 18th. March 18th. If you're still alive and breathing after St. Patrick's Day, come check that out. Um, So anyway, that's what's going on comedy-wise. Don't know when the next episode of Four Story Walk-Up is. I think we did. Did we do one last week? I think we might be due this week. I'm not sure. Haven't heard from the fellas, but... uh, Keep an eye on Facebook for that. There's also, I mean, I posted on the uh, on John Forward Comedy on my Facebook page, but there's also Four Story Walk Up, its own thing on 
uh, what what is that on? That's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. No website. It's got a Podbean. It's got its own its own audio feed. Um, probably could just roll these all together. So I'm not, I'm not paying for multiple accounts on Podbean. But here we are. Um, I've also uh, got uh, a weird thing next. Is that next week? Uh, in like a week and change, uh, I've been asked uh, by a friend of the show, Mandy Lynn Donovan, to. She's doing some sort of Port City Personalities and Friends TV thing on Rogers Cable, and uh, I've been I've been asked to contribute to it. So this is obviously my big break. Um, this uh, Mandy Lynn is basically the new uh, Johnny Carson. So. Looking forward to the huge bump in fandom after that. Not looking forward to figuring out what I'm going to talk about for 10 minutes on a clean TV spot. I was asked. I said yes. I have no idea what a 10-minute clean set from John Forward uh, looks like. I reached out to Mandy Lynn asking, you know, are there are th- is, is there a specific set of of rules which i mean i wasn't i wasn't entirely expecting a straight answer on that because there isn't it's it's the way that those and it's the same thing here at the radio station um which for the record have been very reasonable with me I've, i've had a i've had a few dealings with uh with management and you know Nothing, nothing, nothing unreasonable. We're still here, um, but uh, doing a thing on Rogers, which I don't know if anybody even is going to watch it. I know. I mean, no swears is pretty easy to navigate. Um, most of my comedy, I think I could do do it without swearing. Um, Content and topic-wise, that's that's a bit dicier. So I don't know what level of uh, innuendo is allowed. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's. I wasn't expecting to be like, here is a list of the top ten things you can't say on TV. Um, but I, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping because. If uh, if I have a specific set of rules in front of me, I can activate the autism powers and I can find where the gaps are in between. I can navigate those waters. But if it's a kind of what is going to get me cut from this show, and the answer is I know it when I see it, that's a little bit more difficult to navigate. At least if I've got a set of rules, I can at least be like, well, yes, I know I said this thing that you don't like. But it technically is not in violation of any of these specific... I mean, that's probably why they don't have one. Um, I don't know. So that'll be a challenge. I'm going to have to comb through all of my bits and maybe write down the individual clean sentences that are funny as standalones that, uh, that are not dirty or racial... <laughs> Uh, or I don't know, whatever, whatever other list political is that allowed? I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm going to try. I, I really don't know what that's going to look like. I'm going to have to sit down at some point and figure that out. But, uh, 
my set on Saturday of Punchline is not going to be a clean set, and uh, it's not a set. Um, it's it's got. I mean, not that this is any spoiler. I've got probably thirty to forty minutes of uh, strip club material. This is a this is a piece of that that uh, that I don't think I've previous. I didn't. I definitely didn't do it at Punchlines. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't do it at Chuckles, but I'm not sure. I did do it at the stripper Christmas party that I did a few years ago, and it went over well with the ladies. Um, plus, plus some new stuff. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I mean, telling a story about um, going to uh, get a lap dance at the strip club—that seems. I don't know. Is that TV appropriate? What if I'm what if I'm talking about specific acts that are happening within the context of the lap dance? What if I'm talking about um, a lack of uh, physical evidence of my enjoyment on my end? I don't, these don't seem like TV friendly topics. Um, M- Mandy Lynn's uh, specific response to me. Uh, well, okay. First, I said, "Are there any specific rules on what can and can't be said on Rogers?" I assume no swearing, but not sure on content rules beyond that. To which she responded, "I'm sorry, I'm speaking out of school." Not really a rule, but my general rule of thumb would be if you're wondering if you can say it, just don't say it. Crying, laughing emoji. And then I did not respond to that. And then I got good question mark. This emoji followed by a maple leaf. And I responded with a hearty thumbs up. At this moment, I'm going to be honest. It's it's not... I'm gonna try. They may have to cut me out of the show. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an honest attempt at putting together ten minutes. She offered me more time. I'm like, let's let's stick with ten. And also, is there gonna be an audience for this thing? Am I doing it over Zoom? Am I doing it for the three people that are gonna be in the room? Well, this I mean, Mandy Lynn will laugh. Hopefully, I don't know. It's very weird, uh, but I'm gonna try. So we'll see. I was uh, I was supposed to be on Mandy Lynn's TV show. There was some scheduling conflicts that uh, she chose not to resolve. So anyway, this makes up for that. Um, and also, it's a holiday special, which eh, I don't have any Christmas material. Ah. Uh, it's going to be a disaster, but I'm going to try my best. Um, but let's take a let's take a little musical break. Let's just uh, I uh, I I, uh, I took a listen to uh, Big Shiny Tunes this weekend, which is a compilation album that uh, that Much Music put out. I don't know some sometime in the late '90s, I believe this series started. It it, it was kind of like uh, like the alternative rock type stuff that was for much music, and uh, this this album was uh, was kind of a kind of it's 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 a cultural artifact for me. I'm very nostalgic for it. Um, the first one in particular just bangers top to bottom every song is good and they're interesting selections some of them are singles some of them are just good album tracks from uh from these various bands and uh just a really well curated like i don't know how much of it is just nostalgia but i think this might be the best 
compilation. My favorite. It's my favorite compilation album, I believe. And again, it might be just because I was a teenager when I heard it, and you know, I long for my youthful my youthful days. Um, I also listened to Big Shiny Tunes two, three, and four over the weekend. And I got to tell you, there was a, a steep decline in quality. Like Big Shiny Tunes one has no bad songs. There are some that are better than others, but no bad songs. Big Shiny Tunes two. Um, let, let me pull that up. Let's let's take a look here. And for none of these albums are actually available on Spotify. People have just made uh, made playlists that have all of the songs. But um, yeah, Big Shiny Tunes too. Uh, it's when Smash Mouth makes their first appearance and, and not their last appearance in the series. Walking on the Sun. I mean, not a bad song, but it's not really one that holds up. Uh, Sugar Ray. Uh, who uh, I like everything on the album before this and every song other than this one. Uh, Fly, it's kind of a one-hit wonder. I guess they had some more hits. Um, not a not a great song, and it's the radio edit that doesn't even have Superfly in it, or well, at least the version on this playlist that I listen to. Uh, what else? We got some Matchbox Twenty, Collective Soul, who I used to like, but. I mean, Precious Declaration, it's not a song that I think about regularly. Um, oh, Remote Control is not available on Spotify. That should have been on there. I never got to listen to that one. Is that album not available? That's a shame. Uh, and the Lady Picture Show by the Stone Temple. I, I mean, I don't like Stone Temple Pilots. I like Big Bang Baby. That's about it. Um, but Lady Picture Show is... Uh, no, what's the Sour Girl? I think is their worst song. Um, Lady Picture Show, close second as far as the singles go. I think, uh, I think Sour Girl probably appears on a later Big Shiny Tunes. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, let's play some, uh, Foo Fighters Alone and Easy Target. A banger of a song. It's off the first album. Um, it's, it's weird going back and listening to old Foo Fighters because Foo Fighters has become kind of this big institution. They're kind of, I don't know, they're kind of the Bruce Springsteen of my generation, I think. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting going back to listening to the more Nirvana sounding stuff. But anyway, this is a solid song. Um, doesn't really sound like modern Foo Fighters. And I don't think it was a single. But I like it, so you're going to have to listen to it on St. John's Public Radio. Baby, you all along 
Get out. Don't get out of this radio show, though. You're listening to St. John Forward Radio on uh, local 107.3 FM. We'll call that a station ID and get it out of the way. Uh, I've, uh, I've been talking vaguely about my work situation for a couple of weeks. Um, today at the new job was probably the most unpleasant day that I've had so far. But, um, I mean, it's in the grand scheme of things still not not that bad um as i mentioned i'm i'm bouncing around to uh to a few different um se- several different uh places i'm basically doing we'll call it temp work it's in a particular industry that i shall not do, discuss but uh yeah it's uh it's still nice just being able to roll in and deal with whatever needs to be dealt with and then go home for the rest of the day. Um, the, uh, the individual people at the, uh, individual location that I was working at today, not great. Um, unpleasant people made my day a little bit more difficult than it needed to be, but still compared to the bad days at the previous job, walk in the park and, Aside, I'm talking about it right now, but I really uh, don't even need to continue thinking about this. I mean, if I'm deciding between going to this place or another place, I may choose the other place. But uh, anyway, beautiful memories. Uh, I'm I'm still enjoying not working at the previous place. Uh, it's it's such a such a weight off my shoulders. Um, it's it's I, I got my first phone call from uh, from a vendor who wasn't aware that I'm no longer with the company. I said I don't work there anymore with a note of glee, um, and suggested they call the office. And um, yeah, so I what I like again I I like being able to just if I have a bad day then I just leave it at work. And then I go home, and probably I'm at a different place tomorrow. Um, and uh, little things like um, uh, my my keys that I have to carry around much lighter, much lighter load. I've got my car key, I've got my house key, and I've got my shed key. That's three keys. I probably had about I don't know two tr- three times that um yeah there's there's probably another like seven eight seven or eight additional keys that i used to lug around with me for work that i i don't mind not carrying around all those keys um also little things like especially on the weekend but even on weekdays not having to to roll over when i wake up in the morning to like barely have my eyes open and have to look at the phone to see if to see if somebody has called me to say that oh there something has gone horribly wrong or that they're not coming in today which is a giant pain in my butt um i don't i don't have to reach for my phone with dread the moment that i open my eyes every single day anymore which is very nice, very nice indeed. Um, so, so anyway, again, the new place. Not all days are great. I, I had, I had some fun days last week. Today, not so great. Um, tomorrow, 
and actually I've booked myself for three days in a row in the same place doing the same thing. That'll be a new experience for me. I don't know if that's better or worse. I haven't been at this location in, I don't know, it's been it's been a good long time. I think I was only there once when I did this the previous time, over a decade ago. So anyway, we'll, we'll see how that goes, having three days in a row. Maybe that's even more of a test to see if I want to do all of the days in the row at any particular place. So far, not so much, but, you know, still dipping toes in the water. Um, so I guess right now, this would be a good time. Um, this past weekend, put together a little 10 minute segment just cause the setup at home is a little bit easier for this. Um, Pierre Polyev put out a video that, uh, had all I knew about it was that people on the internet were not impressed. Um, which generally people on the internet are not impressed with a lot of stuff that uh, the little PP's been uh, been putting out there. I've is on the curve of politicians, so I've still got very little trust in any of it. But at least the lies seem pretty not bad so far um, from Mister PP. At least as far as being a lesser of of several evils. Um, anyway, but, uh, he's, he's got one that, um, that has some old fashioned ideas about how drug policy works. So that's, that's not, that's not a great, um, it reminds me, oh yeah, conservatives. So anyway, uh, let's, let's roll the clip. This is from a segment that I do sometimes called, uh, Government, are you there? It's me, John Forward. Something like that. Whatever the Judy Bloom thing is. Anyway, check it out. Hello there, and welcome to the segment... I've uh, I've talked semi favorably about the uh, the new conservative leader Pierre Polyev a few times and uh, did a, did a bit of a reaction video when he uh, when he gave his first speech after becoming the new leader and uh, he's got a new video that's been making the rounds. Um, I haven't watched this yet, but uh, people are uh, people are saying it's a it's a rough one. Um, Apparently, uh, this is about drug policy or something, and um, conservative people tend to be not great on that issue. So, let's get right into it, Mister uh, Mister PP, who uh, who I uh, I never got to talk to, but uh, but I did get to uh, to meet briefly on a recent trip down to uh, to Orlando. So. Uh, Let's see what uh, what old PP has to say. This video is called uh, "Everything Feels Broken." It's very dramatic, dr- very dramatic entrance by Mister PP. I'll give him that. Got some spooky music. Do you ever feel like everything's broken in Canada? I mean, here we are, 
most beautiful place in the world, beautiful British Columbia, the Pacific, the Vancouver skyline. Uh-oh, I see some hobos in the background. I feel like that's going to be a problem for, uh, for PP. And another tent city. In that tent city are people hopelessly addicted to drugs, putting poisons in their bodies. They've probably lost their homes, their families. They've lost control of their lives, and they might lose their lives altogether. Just today we learned that British Columbia is on track to have over 2,000 drug overdose deaths. I feel like he should have done a second take on that. He stuttered on his word a little bit. For shame, PP. They said that you were very good at the internet. I don't know. This year alone. That is a 300% increase from 2015 when Justin Trudeau took office. Why is Justin Trudeau kicking all of these people out of their homes? That's what we need to be asking. These are Canadian citizens who are losing their lives. They could be your sister, your brother, your daughter, your son. They could even be your parents. This can happen to anyone. Many people got hooked on these drugs uh, by taking them first as medications and then uh, increasing their dosage and eventually becoming outright addicts. It's not just crack cocaine and methamphetamines, but it's opioids that are in this. Wait, who's the uh, it's not just crack cocaine and meth. It's actually opioids. I'm surprised to say. I mean, that seems fairly obvious. Same family of drugs that I don't know. I don't know if many of the. Uh, the homeless, uh, I don't I, I, I just, there probably is cocaine, but uh, that's not exactly my first thought when I see a tent city, a bunch of cocaine addicts. Are often prescribed, they're over-prescribed, but the addictions that we see that have terrorized these people and our communities, they are the result of a failed experiment. Oh, failed experiment. What's the experiment where we where we say that drugs are amazing? We stop throwing people in jail for one drug? This is a, a deliberate policy by woke, liberal, and NDP governments. It's so woke, making all these people being homeless? To provide taxpayer-funded drugs, flood our streets with easy access to these poisons. Um... I'm not sure that our, our um, I don't think that uh, our tax dollars necessarily are buying uh, opioids for these people. Maybe methadone. Um, I don't know. Where's I don't know if you get free cocaine from the government if you're woke enough. I think that might be a new uh, a new law that got passed that maybe I'm not familiar with yet. They have this has been tried not just in Vancouver but in places like. Los Angeles. Oh, no. Portland. Oh, Seattle. All the worst places. San Francisco. And always with the same results. Major increases in overdoses and a, and a massive increase in crime. Here in- so uh, I'm not sure what policies he's talking about. I think he's talking about like safe injection sites, which uh, increase in overdoses. That, that seems like a dubious uh, piece of information. In Canada, under Justin Trudeau, we've not only had this 3%, 300% increase in overdose deaths uh, in British Columbia, but across Canada, violent crime has increased by 32%. We should have expected this because every... Is this St. John? 
time this experiment has been tried, it has resulted in exactly the same outcome. But there are solutions. We know what works. We do. First and foremost. Vote for me. We need to put the resources into bolstering our borders to keep the precursor ingredients that go into making these drugs out of the country. Yes, strict border controls. That's what it is. All of the drugs come from outside. And if we only catch every single thing that comes across the border through any means, then we'll put a dent in this. Second, we need to bring in tougher laws for the violent reoffenders and the gangsters and organized criminals who are preying upon these addicts. We need a war on drugs. That always goes well. Look, I believe, like anyone, that a young person who makes a mistake should get a second chance. But we're not talking about that here. We're talking about hardened, repeat, violent offenders that, or organized criminals that are... Another bit of a stumble there. You probably could have used a second take. ...devoted to a life of crime and preying on innocent victims. And finally, and most importantly, we need to stop using tax dollars to fund dangerous drugs under funding dangerous drugs i still think that this is about safe injection sites which um i yeah you're the so-called and ironically named idea of safe supply there is no safe supply of these drugs they are deadly they are lethal and they are relentlessly addictive giving people more of these drugs will not free them from their addiction it will only lead to their ultimate death as we have seen over the last several years that it has been tried here in Vancouver. I feel like there may be some other factors um, that uh, that contributed to this, separate from the uh, safe injection sites. Instead, we should put that money into recovery and treatment. De- detox programs that bring uh, the addict into a facility, help them remove the poisons from their bodies, give them counseling, and help them fix the problems, the underlying psychological problems that got them addicted in the first place. This treatment has been proven to work. In Alberta today, they've managed to cut overdose deaths by almost half by getting people into recovery. Getting people. I I would like to know more about the mechanism for getting people into these programs. It's possible. There is hope to give people back control of their lives. That should be our purpose. This has failed, but there is hope that we can turn these cities around and save the lives of our fellow citizens. Seems odd to me that he doesn't mention the factor of of the lockdowns and the COVID stuff on, anyway. Let's put them back in control of their lives here in Canada. He's just very smiling and very stoked about the idea of giving these people control back to their lives. Like I said, it feels like everything's broken in Canada. The good news is we're going to fix it. Okay, then. Very inspiring. And uh, I don't know if this video is even worth including on 
a radio show. So anyway, that was pretty uneventful and uh, not great content. PP, you need to do better. Well, there you have it. The segment that I was just going to throw away, but I figured, hey, that eats up nine minutes of time. Um, yeah, not not very inspiring. Um, uh, I mean, all of the things that he's pushing for are the things that create most of the drug problems. For the record, I think every drug should be legal and available in a safe fashion. Um, I don't think cracking down or locking down the border or any of this stuff, having those people sell each other drugs in the tent city, that's not better. Um, there are certainly many drugs that create many problems for many people, but uh, in almost every case, the laws against them are what make are what makes them more dangerous and more tied to other crimes. So I don't know what he's proposing. Uh, I didn't really comment on this in there, but he threw out a little factoid that uh, Alberta has some other policies that cut overdoses in half. Um, I don't know what policies those are, and I don't know if that's true. I think stuff like this should be evidence-based if they're going to say, this is what we're going to do, and this is what the result is going to be, that would lead us to call it a success if cutting them, if they did a thing and that cut it in half, then sure. Maybe we should look at that thing as an option, but, uh, I have very little faith that, uh, any kind of government policy is going to do well for this kind of thing. I don't know. We should have compassion for the addicts and give people help that they need. Um, again, uh, that's, that's a voluntary private charity that I would love to donate to if that was an option. Um, and if there's any out there that are doing actual good work and have shown results, then, I mean, I'm making less money now. I don't have as much to spread around to charities, but you know, good cause. If it actually accomplishes something, I'm up for it. But anyway, um, Let's uh let's take another little musical break before we uh we get to our uh our boy Trudeau. Um let's uh let's play uh Big Subwoofer by Mount Westmore um with uh Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, E40, other people that are cut off on the Spotify. Um just uh I guess just as a dedication to all the hardened criminals and gangsters that are taking advantage of these poor people so anyway let's listen to that it's a banger we'll be back Money taller than the trees in Yosemite. The heavens. 
Facts. Got my 40 on me, that's my mini me. Damn near anything I want, I can afford it. Listen. Never hustle backwards, always forward. Progression. I can multitask, always on the grind. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I ain't on hiatus, I ain't missing an action I'm the center of attention, bitch, the main attraction When I enter the turf, when I pull up what happened? People gather around me like an ice cream truck No cap. People always ask me what I do for a live I wear many hats, I'm something like Liz I love liquor and sex, booty and breasts A couple stretch marks and cellulite on her flesh She got her legs open like a field goal pile Booty softer than the King Hawaiian roll Big subwoofer in the back What's up, blow the windows out of frame? It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer in the back. Like, what's up, blow the windows out of frame? It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer in the back. Like, what's up, blow the windows out of frame? It's a party when I pull up. Big, big subwoofer in the back. Like, what's up, blow the windows out of frame? It's a party when I pull up. Big, big sub. Big subwoofer bouncing like a trampoline. Glass shake when I roll past the scene. Candy apple paint dripping classic green. Everybody eating, you can ask the team. Fast and mean, speakers bumping, tags is clean. Keep me something to smoke on, bad bitch to poke on. Bass hit like an earthquake. You niggas hold on, I hit the block and roll on. My bitch got ass like 218s. Her favorite two short song is in those jeans. Shake it, baby, if you like this song. Do a nasty dance every time they turn it on. It's got more bass than baseball. Baseball. She down on her knees, she wanna face yo I gotta give her what she want Turn it up loud and let that shit bump Everybody love the fun Slumping in the trunk You in the back seat, wishing you was in the front She said something, asked me if I heard But bitch, I can't hear one motherfucking word Bitch Big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big subwoofer, big titty hooker Cocaine cooker, rooftop looker Looked out and saw TJ hooker Jumped off the roof like superfly snooker You know me, I'm up in it like a booger Then I treat the bitch like some dice and I shook her I heard this youngin' screaming like a woman Yelling that they coming, nigga we ain't running It's a new day, still got the AK If these bitches wanna take it back to 88 Turn the music down, before we locking horns Keep the party going, it's a false alarm Big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of frame It's a party when I pull up Big, big subwoofer in the back like What's up, blow the windows out of Big subwoofer by Matt Westmore With Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, E-40 and Too Short here on St. John Forward Radio. There's a, that's a, that's I've only heard that song off that album, but if that's any indication, then uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so um, I haven't been talking much about the uh, the Emergencies Act hearings that are happening. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we had uh, we had a trucker convoy back in February, and they invoked this uh, Emergencies Act. Uh, to shut it down, which uh, at the time, looking at the definition for what qualifies for when this thing can be invoked and how it should be applied, 
was pretty obvious to me back in February that this was a gross abuse of power. And built into it, they have to do an investigation to, you know, decide whether or not it was justified. I mean, should have probably done this at the top, but that's what the process is. Um, Justin Trudeau in particular, but the government in general, tried to frame this whole investigation as we're going to get to the bottom of what happened with those truckers when it's really the point of it is we're going to get to the bottom of the political decision to pull the trigger on this thing that's meant for like terrorism. Um, so there's been a lot of testimonies. I'm seeing lots of clips here and there. Um, all of the testimonies have ended so far. There's so I, again, there's way too much for me to keep on top of, um, I will, there's a report that's supposed to come as a result of this. I don't know if that's something that's publicly available. If it is, I'll definitely read it, however long it is. That's, that's something I'd be interested in doing. Um, and I'll probably talk about it on the show if I'm going to go to the effort. I mean, I w I'm interested anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway. So I haven't seen one sh shred of evidence that um, that the convoy rose to the level of a bad enough thing to justify this, and also that the only way to shut it down was to do the Emergencies Act. I mean, you can be against the convoy and also against the abuse of power by government, that's allowed. I'm I'm pro convoy. I'm fine with that. I don't think there's any possibility of being pro convoy and pro the emergency act. If you're that person, I want to hear from you. That's that's an odd take. But you you can be against there's lots of people that are against the convoy and pro emergencies act for sure. Um but as uh, as my dear fiance may put it that she heard it on a podcast somewhere. Um people are happy with the outcome of it and shutting down the convoy and they don't really care so much whether they should have been allowed to uh to do it at all um but anyway i'm looking forward to taking it i don't know what happens it's looking like it's obviously going to come out that no it was not justified i don't think anybody needs to do anything about that i don't think trudeau needs to step down or anything i think he should um, I mean, I think he should anyway, but, uh, so I don't know if it's going to be, well, this will be a test of our institutions. Uh, my, my guess is they'll, I don't, I really don't know. It could go one of two ways. I think it's, it's either going to be found to be not justified and, Nothing will result from that other than it will be a talking point for PP during the next re next election. Um, it'll just be kind of swept under the rug, I guess. Or they'll find some nonsense, weird way to be like, no, everything was on the up and up. Don't worry about it. Those are, I think those are the two options. Um, but uh, this this little piece of testimony from our uh, the man in charge I found interesting. Roll it. Okay, so fairly self-explanatory. There's there's a, a willingness to to discuss, but you you were concerned about setting a precedent where uh, a blockade could equal a, a a change in public policy. Is that fair? Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think we we have 
uh, a robust functioning democracy and uh, protests, public protests are an important part of making sure we're getting messages out there and Canadians are getting messages out there and highlighting how they feel about various issues. Uh, but using protests to demand uh, changes to public policy um, is something that, that I think is, is, is worrisome. Okay. Um, so thank you, Mr. Although, sorry, to a certain extent. No, no, extent, please go on. You know, protests, if you're out protesting that the government is, you know, shutting down a, a safe injection site or something, you are asking for changes in, in public policy. But there is a difference between uh, occupations uh, and, and, you know, saying we're not going until this has changed uh, in a way that is massively disruptive. Uh, and potentially dangerous uh, versus just saying, yeah, we're protesting because we want uh, we want public policy to change and we're trying to convince people to get enough of them that politicians will listen to enough people saying, okay, uh, I'm going to lose votes if I don't change this. Uh, that's the usual way uh, protests uh, uh, can be effective in, in our democracies. So there's some... Uh some double speak for you in the same in the same i don't think that was edited um so first his hot take is i don't think protests should be for changing policies and then he seems he seems very satisfied with that but then like i don't know if he thought better of that statement or if he had somebody in his ear and then he kind of had to backpedal on that because, and like, oh, well, I mean, I guess if you're protesting against the government shutting down safe injection sites, that's a change of policy, but that's okay. Um, and then he further elaborates on just uh, an occupation. I mean, I, I, th I think the main problem with the convoy was that it was too effective. It was it was annoying and disruptive and an occupation. I do have sympathy for the people that live there that had to endure it. But that's kind of the point of a protest. If you're not bothering anybody, what is the point of your protest? I mean, I'm not I'm not generally pro people, I mean like chaining themselves across the highway and whatever else. Um pipelines i don't know i don't know enough about the individual topics um but whatever if people want to protest and that's fine and if they are breaking the law in the course of that protest i'm not 100 percent opposed to using law enforcement to end it um but for him to say that protesting should not be to change policy and then again backpedaling his example of safe injection sites fine but literally the mechanism of what they were protesting and how they were protesting it, if that exact same thing happened because they were shutting down injection sites, would they have been okay with it? Would that have been worth the honking to the citizens and the disruption? I don't know. It seems, and I'm putting words into his mouth, it seems like he's saying, if you want to protest for the government to do more things, then that's great. If you're protesting for the government to stop doing things, then that's not great. And that's not a good policy to have. Um, we don't have much time. But speaking of which, uh, we there are currently uh, 
protests going on in China. I don't have time to watch any of these videos, but if you're just listening to audio, I just did a search on Twitter for China protest. Uh, all kinds of posts, all kinds of videos. There's people. There are people protesting this policy, which, if you've been following, for China has like a zero COVID thing and they're still locking things down pretty heavily and still being crazy i think i played a video last year of just people locked in their apartment buildings and there's literally drones flying around telling everybody to comply and be quiet um now china has taken a more extreme tact but these this covid zero nonsense is the same as what we were doing and, I mean, stuff like the convoy put the brakes on this to some extent. Like, we, we dabbled in literal segregation in this country. That's crazy. We locked people up. We closed businesses. They blocked off kids' playgrounds. Which, I mean, everybody was scared in the first two weeks, 15 days to flatten the curve, Kind of, sort of made sense. I don't know if there was any real scientific basis for it in the past, but, you know, we had to kind of act on impulse. There was a big crazy thing happening that we didn't entirely understand. I'll give everybody that for a couple of weeks, but the the COVID zero nonsense went on for way too long, and there are still people, I mean take a look at twitter there there are still people that are like oh my god all these kids are out sick today at school therefore mask mandates lockdowns we need to do it for real this time there are people praising china's covid policies which is crazy to me uh i'm curious to know what the trudeau take on any of this is especially in the context i mean I think we're okay with anything that's against the bad non-democracy country governments, but it's going to be real tough to back this up in the middle of the hearings on the Emergency Act. So I'm curious to see how Trudeau spins this, if he even mentions it at all. Um, I mean, also, there's the clip that I didn't play of, uh, of Trudeau getting smacked out by... Uh, by Xi Jinping because he his office just tattled to the media what they were talking about which she tried to frame as of course we, I stood up for Canada but he was just kind of punked out anyway come see me at Punchlines December 3rd No Jokes Barred December 22nd probably cut out of a TV segment on Rogers at some point I'm John Forward this is St. John Forward Radio thanks for listening